listening to Happer and Schaefer on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Love this text from the Sarder Hammond text line. So you're going to enjoy this time of year, especially this year. It says, maybe I'm alone here, but in recent years, the part of the season I look forward to the most is the offseason. Four coaching spots to fill. Who gets them? Most certainly a lot of roster attrition. Who goes? Who stays? Who do we get from the portal? The on-field product lately hasn't been good, so this is what keeps me interested. Well, my friend Gal... You you kind of laid it out there, but you are in for a treat this offseason because I have no idea what is going to happen at this point. It all, I don't know if it all hinges on, on one specific thing. Um, it, it usually kind of works off each other. You know Nebraska is going to be active in the transfer portal. Um, you know, maybe a quarterback, probably a quarterback, an extra quarterback. Uh, probably a running back as well, so important positions as well. Oh, yeah, and by the way, they have um, coaching spots to fill on the offensive side of the ball. If you're if you're into the what happens in late November, December, January, you know, before you start kicking up for spring ball, if you're into that type of thing, you're going to have a lot of fun uh, this year. Parker Gabriel from Lincoln Journal Star. Joins us now on the Honda Lincoln Hotline. Good morning, Parker. Good morning. Yeah, if you're into working a lot, this winter is going to be the winter for you on the Nebraska beat. Is there anything that it like? Uh, is there anything that it hinges on? Is it is it the OC hire? Is it the Adrian Martinez decision? Um, and and I guess that that kind of encapsulates the the entire thing. But like, um, it, what has to happen first for Nebraska as far as what their picture is going to look like for 2022? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I don't know if it's if there's a have to in terms of what happens first. I think the biggest early domino to fall will be an offensive coordinator hire. We'll see um, if that's the first of the four hires announced, or maybe you know, if there's a position coach that that Nebraska feels really strongly about, independent of the coordinator hire, then I guess maybe that could happen. It really depends on. You know, other coaches are out still coaching around the country. Most of them are. And so yeah, I think that'll all I'm, – I'm not sure exactly how that's going to play out, obviously, but I think that those hires will either happen um, like more or less together or in relatively rapid succession. Uh, you never know for sure. But those That seems like the first step to me because those – you know, Nebraska and the recruiting staff at Nebraska now, they're obviously – you know they're they're working on recruiting. They're they're recruiting the transfer portal and all of that. But the guys that they hire from outside will also uh, a not only have an influence on who they recruit, especially offensively out of the portal, but they also may have connections to players um, in the portal that gets them in on some different guys than who the current staff's recruiting right now. So I think the staff. Uh, hires are sort of that's the first big domino OC and then and then the rest or OC along with the rest and then and then the transfer stuff and the recruiting sort of kicks into higher gear uh, from there well here's here's another thing to to kind of kick around to like so I'm curious about the timeline and <laughs> I I know that there's not any sort of like definitive answer but also think about the coaching carousel that we're about to enter and all the staffs around the country that are going to be changing at this kind of, you know, high level of college football. 
I guess with that known that it's there's going to be a whole bunch of movement. Um, what is the the sort of timeline for Nebraska in getting those hires made? Yeah, great question. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if anybody knows for sure. I mean, I, I do think. I think that there's some groundwork that's already been laid. Obviously, I think they've probably already, you know, put feelers out and, and talked to people and all that. Um, you know, I, there's probably a difference in terms of like Scott Frost knowing generally what his plan is, and then all of those guys being formally hired and announced. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where in that continuum Nebraska is right now, um, mm. but I do think. I don't think it's impossible um, that something could happen, uh, you know, this week, although with Thanksgiving and everything, and then obviously a game and, and most teams playing this weekend, I'd maybe think that's less likely, but I don't think it'll take long um, after, you know, after Friday or Saturday um, before things start happening. And, and like you said, I mean, there's, shoot, there's, coaches getting fired or moving almost on a daily basis at this point Mm -hmm. so it's going to be it's sort of the wild west it's a crazy uh, coaching carousel year already and and I don't know I mean it's it's probably going to get weirder before it starts to to level out how does Parker Gabriel from Lincoln Journal Star is with us how does uh, Nebraska approach offense on Friday on a short week with their their backup quarterback who they've never seriously had to had to use yet. I, I think on one hand, they're probably, you know, they, they want to see what, what Logan can do and, and they know to a certain extent, but do you think that picture will look different from, you know, when Adrian Martinez is running the show? Yeah, uh, probably a little. I mean, there, there's certain, you know, his Logan's mother's strengths are probably a little different than Adrian's. The one thing that's interesting, Happer, is when Smothers has played, um, you know, like when he came in the game against Michigan State, that was maybe the fastest I've seen Nebraska play all year. It seems like they hmm. they thought that Smothers and, and Frost always talks about how quickly he operates the offense. And so, if he doesn't have the biggest arm, and he you know, and he's playing against a really talented defense in Iowa for the first time in a while, like it seems like the way that they've tried to keep defenses a little bit off balance when he's been in the game. Um, is by playing really fast and that he can do that. But the interesting counterpoint to that is that Frost said specifically before they went up to Madison that playing tempo against Wisconsin and Iowa is sort of a dangerous game because you're liable to end up playing defense for 40 minutes in a game like that. So uh, I'm going to be very curious to see sort of what the approach is, um, and that's probably something to ask you know, Scott about tomorrow, uh, when we, when we talk to him one more time before the game. Um, but I don't think, you know, I, it'd be not for Nebraska. It'd be nice if they could just rely on the run game. Um, you know, that they're shorthanded there too. Um, so I think you pretty much just put the plan together, um, trusting that he can run the whole offense. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, you know, tailor it to, what he does best instead of what Adrian does best to, to put it in the simplest terms. If you could, if you could think back to the, to those games where it was Luke McCaffrey at the starting quarterback and, and the comparisons to the two are there because they're, they, they're both kind of behind Adrian Martinez and they're both known as, as really good runners. But do you think it'd be similar to what they kind of went for there? And, and what did, 
what did they do that was different when Luke was in the game um, compared to compared to Adrian when that was going on? Yeah, I think you know some of it with 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 Luke. I mean, they they dropped back and passed some, but yeah. you know, really there was some there was some one one read, two read, and then take off and run stuff that just looked a little different. It felt a little different than you know when 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 Adrian Martinez was in the game, and so I, I don't know in that regard. I'm not sure that that's what they'll do with Smothers. I mean, he's Logan's a really good runner. He's fast. Um, it's you could really see it in in some of the time he's gotten this year. Like he doesn't, he's not as big and physically imposing as, as Adrian is, but he turns the corner pretty easily. And so I do think you'll see them try to get some of the option stuff, try to loosen up, you know, the box against Iowa with some of that. It's a good way to get the ball to the perimeter and 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 get it outside quickly and all that. But I, I think the passing stuff, like I think the passing game will look more like normal than it did when Luke McCaffrey played. Hmm. Um, but time will tell on that. Parker Gabriel from Lincoln Journal Star is with us here on Happer and Schaefer 93.7. The ticket, the ticketfm.com. Uh, I kind of buried the lead there. Adrian Martinez. Well, I, I guess we talked about it in a different way, <laughs> but um, Adrian Martinez out for Friday. Have we seen the last of him in, in a Nebraska uniform? Ah, man. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he knows or if anybody knows it. I think you I think you can have that question pop up in your mind and and think very confidently in the answer either way. Yeah. Um, I don't I think it changes his decision making process. I wouldn't profess to know how obviously, but I it just if it's a long recovery and when you're talking about a, you know, substantial injury to your throwing shoulder, like it's not going to be overnight. And so if Adrian in his heart of hearts was thinking, I, I think I'm going to go in the transfer portal and, 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 you know, it's going to be a new coach and a new coordinator and something of a new system and all that. And I could just use a fresh start. If that was where his mind was, how does that change? If, if maybe you're not going to be ready for spring ball, who knows when you're going to be totally healthy. Can you win over a coaching staff in that amount of time? And then similarly staying here, like I, I thought, that Nebraska would look for a quarterback in the transfer portal, uh, regardless of whether Adrian Martinez came back for 2022 or not. I think they have to now pretty much be for the same reason. You don't know when he's going to be back at full health. And so similar situation here, new coach, new coordinator, some tweaks to the system. Um, the coaching staff or, you know, Frost at least knows what you can do at full health, but you're going to have to win the job over somebody. How long are you going to have to do that? I just think it puts him in, it puts Adrian in a really, really difficult spot in terms of making big decisions about his future with imperfect knowledge about when he'll be back to full health and all of that. It's a, it's a really tough one. I mean, it's terrible timing. Yeah. Uh, he's a great kid, you know, like it just, it couldn't, it just in an injury standpoint, it really couldn't be much worse for him. And that just is, it's really sad. You know, it's like, Simple wrote, yes, I thought it was. I thought it was perfect yesterday. Simple wrote, you can get callous about injuries because it's part of the deal in football. When you cover football, when you play football, when you coach football, but man, it's just a killer for for Adrian. And so um, I don't know. It's 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 going to be. He's got to sort of through all of that emotion, process it, 
come up with a plan um, and then just start working that plan. Um, and that'll probably start in the next, you know, week or so. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to put that thing into, into action here the next yeah. couple of days. Yep, exactly. Like personally, it, it, it's so frustrating that he wasn't able to get that one last shot in in front of home fans against a big rival and stuff like that. But all, but then from a like a playing perspective or a plan, like what do I do next? Does it kind of like you you kind of hinted at this a little bit? Does it reset things a little bit? Because I think everybody was convinced up until yes or Saturday night that that this was kind of going to be it, and now you almost have to recalibrate a little bit. Oh, I think so. Yeah, I think so because there's all sorts of there's all sorts of wrinkles to this. One of them, which I'm I'm not I don't know that this is on Adrian's mind now, but the fact of the matter is he also has a redshirt season. <laughs> you know, so I mean it's hard to imagine because he's you know he's like he's like been around. Uh, it seems like forever here. We've got to you know watch him play so much and you know, got to know him sort of in the distant way that you do when you just cover a team, um, you know, over the last several years. And so, you know, that's, it can be on his mind though, whether it's going somewhere else and, and maybe not, maybe you're not going to be healthy until the summer, or maybe it's going to be spring ball or whatever. Um, You know, to try to win the job in worst case scenario, um, you do have one more. And then the flip side is, you know, Adrian, like in his heart of hearts, what what does he think his future looks like? Is he hell bent on trying to make money playing football? Is he thinking about coaching? Is he thinking about uh, going into business or whatever? You know, so all of those things are just he knows, and I'm sure his his family and tight circle knows, and and that all of the frame through which he was looking at that stuff undoubtedly changed to some degree. Um, or at least had to be adjusted to some degree um, when they got the the results of all that testing back, and and he was really hurt. So yeah, it's a crazy. And it's a real life uh, situation and and real life decisions that he's got coming up over the next uh, days and, and weeks. Did he did he say what the what the injury was? No, no, he didn't. I mean, he had the full. You know, he tore his labrum and had a full pretty much a full shoulder reconstruction when he was a junior in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was what caused him to miss his whole senior year in Fresno. And that was, yeah, I talked to him and his dad about that. Like when literally like when he was being recruited, because he hadn't played football in more than a year when he went to the all American bowl. Um, And they had, he had to get like cleared to play in that game. That's right. Yeah. He had done the labrum and he'd done the whole, his whole right shoulder. Um, And so, you know, that's, I'm certainly not a doctor. That's that's the type of injury you think about when you see, you know, he went down and it looked like he sort of landed with his full force either on his elbow or his forearm sort of jolted back up into mm-hmm. his shoulder. But no, he I mean there's no there wasn't any official word on on exactly the the nature of the injury. Gotcha. All right, Parker. <laughs> it's, there's going to be a lot of things that happen over the next uh, you know, couple of, oh there's a game by the way as well yeah people oh, forget yeah that. that's right iowa right i've heard of them all right parker we'll let you go thanks for the time and we'll talk to you later all right have a great week that's parker gabriel from the lincoln journal star Woo! that is <laughs> i have a lot to say about that conversation uh we'll do that in the nine o'clock hour up next rico's in for true or false 
More of Happer and Schaefer is coming your way on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.